Once again, this cathedral has received a blessing from above. Once again, we need to rejoice over the fact that a son of the Orthodox Church has come to be ordained as deacon and someday priest. My dear people, the angels of God are rejoicing today because they are beholding a deacon who knelt before the throne of God today and promised to serve in the angelic ministry of the diaconate of the church. Today we joyfully observe that Deacon David fulfilled that sacred promise. He has passed many, many years beyond the innermost veil into the Holy of Holies, where, as the Prince of the Apostles Peter says, these celestial powers desire to see and behold. The six-winged seraphim and the many-eyed cherubim rejoice because this deacon's voice, the beautiful voice that he was given by God, will be heard in the years to come to proclaim the good tidings of the gospel. They stand by us today as around the emerald and rainbow throne as written in Revelation, as they did years ago to witness the apostolic rite of ordination to the diaconate. All deacons ordained in the same way as you. The deacon David, you bear witness to the angelic presence yourself in that of your orarion designed for you, displays the angelic host as they sing perpetually the thrice holy hymn before the mighty throne of Christ. And today, the diaconate is an apostolic office, for as the scripture records in the book of Acts, the apostles themselves establish the holy order of the diaconate saying, wherefore brethren, Look for among you men of honest report, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas as a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when the apostles had prayed, they laid their hands on them, according to the Acts of the Apostles in the Scripture. This has been the calling. This has been your calling, Father Deacon David, that you be revealed as a man of honest report, embodied with the Holy Spirit of God and full of wisdom. What does it mean to be a man of honest report? It means a man who is not given to gossip or backbiting, but instead one who controls his tongue so that you may use your voice in the proclamation of the gospel. This is a central role of the deacon in the life of the church. Second, your life and soul and mind and heart have been infused with the Holy Spirit of God. You have been a vessel of sanctification, and upon your heart has been etched the words, Holiness unto the Lord. 
For it is the deacon who brings the sacred bread to the holy altar in the great entrance of the divine liturgy, where it will become the sacred body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and for us, all who are here, to be fed of the Holy Communion. Thirdly, you have manifest yourself as a pious Orthodox Christian. It is the kind of practical wisdom that we read of in the book of Proverbs. For by wisdom, not knowledge, is the house of the Lord built up, as it says in the book of Proverbs. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out of seven pillars, according to Proverbs. Just as the house of the Lord is a house of wisdom, built by wisdom, Christ is the wisdom and the word of God. We see that there are seven pillars like the original seven deacons set up to support the house of the Lord. There are seven virtues that correspond to these seven pillars, seven mysteries, seven sacraments, and you have practiced these seven virtues throughout these past years. The first pillar that supports the house of the Lord has been your liturgical service. You have always brought beauty and dignity to the divine services. The second pillar has been your ministry to the faithful, especially in conveying the holy mysteries to those who are ill and infirm and unable to come to church to receive the grace of the Holy Spirit. You have also served the faithful by providing religious classes and instruction in the faith. The third pillar that upholds the house of the Lord has been your careful attending to the bishops of the church in piety, reverence, ever watching like the cherubim. I will be always most grateful to you for your careful attention. The fourth pillar is the attention to the order in the divine services that you have always been concerned with to this very day. This is done in response to St. Paul's exhortation that everything be done decently and in good order. For this one day you will hear the voice of our heavenly master when he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. What is the fifth pillar? This is the deacon's care for the widows and orphans, as it was the neglect thereof that inspired the apostles under the direction of the Holy Spirit to manifest the sacred order of the diaconate in the first place. The sixth pillar has been your respect for all the clergy, bishops, priests, and fellow deacons. In this area, judgment and criticism must be far from the deacon's lips, mind, and heart. It is a must that we always hold before our spiritual eyes the Lord Jesus, Christ himself, our high priest, forever holding to the order of Melchizedek. Finally, the seventh pillar of wisdom and virtue by which you, Father Deacon David, sustain the house of the Lord, his church, is by your devotion to your entire family and all your relatives. For if a man knows not how to govern his own house, 
How shall he be able to take care of the church of God? As everyone knows, the office of the deacon is whole unto itself, and yet it does participate in the perfect high priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ. As such, that has required you to be devoted minister of the gospel and faithful steward of the mysteries of Christ, which you have honorably and faithfully done over these years with us and in your own lifetime. This is a wonderful day for your family, relatives, friends, and associates who are here with you today rejoicing in this wonderful milestone in your religious life. To see you become a deacon of the Holy Church, to see you going through all the ritual and all the prayers and all the calling of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. They rejoice in that you have been a good example to the religious and secular communities leading through your example of faith, hope, and love. You were called to Christ in a most special way. Our Lord and Savior called many people during his earthly ministry. But listen to this. But after his passion, after his death, and after his burial and resurrection, he called no one. Search the scriptures and you will see there were none who was new called after the resurrection. Although he did remind his disciples of their calling and command them to go before him into Galilee. And the Lord summoned them. As a modern apostle, you are to a new beginning, which you have fulfilled and are still fulfilling in his name and in his glory. Continue to go make disciples of those entrusted to your care. Think of the church of God, that nothing deter you from raising up spiritual children to the Christ of our true God. Bring them to spiritual birth through baptism in the name of the holy consubstantial life-giving and undivided trinity. Thus you will continue to fulfill the mission of Christ himself as we have seen and have been called on to do. May the Lord continue to give you the fortitude, patience, grace and love to accomplish his divine will in your diaconate. Pray for me that the Lord had received my giving this the office to you. And may the Lord bless you with many happy and many blessed years. I chose you to be the deacon here in the cathedral church, not saying how long, but long. You'll be happy and you'll rejoice. So you will, your wife will, and the family will, and all of us, because you move quickly and fast. You know the altar, you know when to ring the bells, you know when to bring the cadillo, you know when to pray, wait to say yes, wait to say no. That is the beauty of your activity and your, and your strength. Keep it. That nobody, as St. Timothy writes and the others write, that nobody look upon you as that you know nothing. You know everything that's necessary before the eyes of God.